live life by design and not by default. I'm no different from a regular person who decided not to live the norm, like not to be a part of the American dream that was given to me, but to create my own. If you don't build your dreams, someone else will hire you to help them build theirs. And when I actually first saw that quote and heard it, like it really, really resonated with me because I realized um, for the first few years of you know adulthood, I was actually working for someone's helping them build their dreams. But yet all of the dreams that I had growing up as a kid was deferred. Empower You podcast is devoted to bringing real world wisdom and encouragement to our listeners, fans, subscribers, and friends. We talk about a multitude of life principles and the process from an economic, societal, and cultural perspective. We believe that in tough conversations and shared wisdom, we can pave the path and leave a ladder for the future. So subscribe to our channel, rate, review, and let us empower you. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Empower You Podcast. My name is Kibway Cooper. I am so excited that you are here. Um, today we're going to be talking to um, an incredible guest, and uh, she's going to give us a lot of great insights. But before then, I kind of want to tell you about what we're doing. So obviously, you know, we have been discussing men's issues. I've been under a bit of a burden, I guess, to really shed a lot more light and perspective on some of the behind the scenes things that are going on with men. We have a lot of conversations around and about men, but we really don't talk to conscious black men, conscious men in general about some of the inner workings that uh, are going on. And so um, the topic for our interview today is gonna be about false expectations. Um, we have a lot of expectations for men and uh, we have a lot of, um, you know, things that we aspire to be as men, but we really got to get to the bottom of what that looks like and how that is perceived by others. And maybe we're operating under a scarcity mindset or a lack mentality thinking uh, about ourselves in this way and, and putting expectations on ourselves that may not be truly accurate. And so... I have been uh, documenting all these incredible conversations. You can go back through and listen to some of them. Um, but today we'll be speaking with um, Carwana. So me and Carwana are in, a, in, a, in, a, in a, an elite business group together. And I had no idea who she was at first. But when she got on and started to speak um, about some of the work that she does, um, I was just very, very interested. Carwana is a government contract specialist. She's a serial entrepreneur, uh, owns multiple companies. She's a mompreneur, so you're going to see her with her little, little, little king with her right now. Um, she's a mother. She's a wife. She's absolutely incredible. And I think you're going to get a lot of value from the things that she has to say. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and bring her up and uh, you guys can help me welcome her. Carwana, how you doing? I'm doing great. How, how are you? And thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you for being here. I know you're very busy and, uh, you know, that, that's, that's what comes to the territory of being awesome. So, uh, <laughs> I appreciate you for being here for sure. Sure. No problem. Thank you. So do you mind telling us a little bit about, uh, yourself and, uh, what you do 
and then we'll kind of, you know, get into some of the questions. Absolutely. I am Carwana D, I'm a government contract strategist. I uh, I work with minority um, small business owners, teaching them how to actually grow profitable businesses by landing the number one largest purchaser of all business products and services in the world, which is the government. And um, over the past five years, I've helped over 200 small businesses, uh, minority small businesses at that, um, generate an additional 3 million and growing in revenues on contracts that are specifically set aside for African-American owned (laughs) businesses, right? And so that's what I do um, in a nutshell. Um, I'm also a mompreneur, I'm from the San Francisco Bay Area. And I'm, you know, it's just all about impact. Like that's what I wanna do. I wanna help other people learn how to achieve their dreams by leveraging their business as a vehicle to generate wealth. That is absolutely incredible. Um, you know, there's so many things that you just said that I didn't know about. Uh, I had no idea before knowing you that, that the government was the number one purchaser of, of services. I had no idea about that. And I also, and maybe this is like conditioning, right? I never think there's actual dollars set aside for, um, you know, uh, uh, businesses of color or businesses run by people of color. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I think that is just that's uh, mind blowing in of itself. And that's yeah. worth looking into. How did Absolutely. you get into government contracting? Like that seems like yeah. you kind of are in a, in a upon. I, yeah. I, I felt like I stumbled upon and I coined it actually the trillion dollar secret, right? Cause there's yeah. literally trillions of dollars that's being set aside for black and brown businesses and women owned businesses that most like the majority, I would say more than 90% of small business owners don't even know that exists don't even know that you can sell to the government and so um as a you know entrepreneur you know i started the entrepreneurial journey uh about 20 years ago and that was at the age of 27 i actually walked away from corporate america because i wanted to build my own dream and to begin to create a legacy but like most small business owners like initially like you don't you don't know right who's your customer so you're thinking your auntie, your mom, your cousin, your friend, your siblings, your friends, and all. <laughs> yep. Initially, and so that's the reason why we we start off in the first few years struggling, trying to push a business up a hill, right? Um, as opposed to finding, uh, learning about, or knowing about, or becoming aware of other ways to really grow a profitable business. And so, for the first few years, I struggled in business, and I was trying to figure out like how, after hundreds of thousands of dollars in student loans in you know getting a master's degree in business i still don't know this right and so like after a few years of really struggling i, I really just started soul searching and digging and asking questions for uh, from other like successful businesses like because you know i grew up it, to where it was like it was tap like you don't ask a person what is their secret secret right what yeah, what is your right. secret secret to success right yeah. but i got so desperate in business that i really the first um black billionaire that i that i knew and met i asked him how did you do it like because we had gotten close like we went to church together and all that stuff that was loud that was like a big brother and i was like dude like how did you do this right he said and i was actually doing some freelance work for him and he said the same thing you're doing for me you can do for the government I was like, what? What are you what are you talking about? Like the government has contracts for black owned business. Oh, really? Okay, so you know, it took me a while to kind of learn the process and do some research and figure out exactly how to do it. 
But that's when I learned the biggest kept secret um, that will revolutionize your business, like and <laughs> change the way, you know, we do business instead of chasing customers. There's a customer who's already looking and they have to spend those dollars with us. And so that's how I learned about government contracts. And, and then from there, you know, my whole complete life changed. So now I'm empowering other black and brown and women owned businesses, showing them exactly the things that I learned in business. That is wild. Oh my goodness. That is yeah. like just exciting to even hear about, you know, and I'll be honest, you know, the, you know, both of us are, are, are part of a, like I said, a, a business group and I've just heard more things that I just never even imagined when they say you don't know what you don't know. Yep. You really don't. You don't no, even no. know that these questions could even be asked like there are just so much information that we just completely miss um, because we're so busy just living life you know and i for me especially we grew up surviving you know we grew up going to church and surviving that's what we grew up you know (laughs) and so it's it's incredible that you can do that and that you know as as um people of color we don't have to settle or thinking of our businesses and our lives the way that we've been conditioned right. to think. Yes, about. yes, absolutely. And, and I would say like, we have really, like I always tell people the first time that I realized everything that I learned was a lie <laughs> was my first experience as a freshman in college. I learned that Christopher Columbus did not discover America. I didn't know, I didn't know that that was fake in high school. Cause everything that like it, like indoctrination happens in school. Like all the things that we learn in school are completely like wrong. And I have no problem. Like I have master's degree, bachelor's degree, like all that stuff. Right. So I have nothing against education, but it's just like we really have to learn and teach our own. And we really need to learn how to um, be a student of our own selves and, and be responsible for our own knowledge and do our due diligence to learn the truth. Because the truth and the, the matter is like um, even in learning um business things in in school and in economics um you know we think that it takes two to three years to turn a profit in a business and you're supposed to be upside down for the first few years but guess what <laughs> this big secret you could be profitable in the first 30 60 90 days and we're talking about multiple six figures and multiple millions of dollars that's on the table so it's just like we like oh my god like we completely have been lied to and so while we're distracted trying to survive trying to pay bills and all these other things there's people who know this stuff and they're getting, you know, those are the ones that we look at, we look at their lives and um, and we're like, oh my God, they're so brilliant. Oh, that's Elon Musk. Well, guess what? Elon Musk has the largest government contract in the world. The sky thing, right? Sending people to space. Elon Musk has a government contract, right? That's how they're doing it. it it's just like, oh we have been um, duped and left out. <laughs> and, and this is it for like knowledge. The more you know, the more you can actually position yourself to win. Like we, we weren't, like we're not here to be broke. We're not here to pay bills. And we, you did not start a business to struggle, right? If you're gonna do that, you might as well go work for someone else. <laughs> so, so it's like, if you started a business, the business is gonna bring you millions. You just have to figure out, get through all the noise and figure out um, the truth about business. And that's what I'm telling. I'm just telling the truth about business. Listen, this is wild to me right now. Um. <laughs> I feel like, so imagine this, this is what I'm thinking right now. You know, um, today I've been kind of 
transported. I've been feeling like my 16-year-old self a lot today. Um, and so there's this one particular spot on Broadway uh, where I grew up in Gary, Indiana, where I used to walk by there to catch the bus and stuff like that. And I used to think, um, how am I going to get out of here? What am I going to do? How How is this going to work? Because I wanted to do stuff that I had just never seen done before. I wanted yeah. to, to, to be able to make money. I wanted to be able to live my life in a way that wasn't just about surviving. And so mm-hmm. when you're saying all of this, I'm thinking, what if that 16-year-old was listening to you speak right now? Yeah. The entire world completely changed. Completely. And I think that's the yeah. power you know, one of, of, of just sharing information, but then also of just this podcast in general, because yeah. I don't, I don't want to know the fluffy stuff. I want to know exactly how people who have done it, how they would advise other people to move forward so that they're not stuck for years and years and years, taking all these programs and doing all this stuff. When in reality, yeah. that person is sitting on a huge government contract. They just didn't yeah. even tell you about you thinking exactly. they're doing all this stuff and you know, exactly. so that's that's incredible. So so yeah. when you're starting this government contracting work, like what what about um, what about this do you do you enjoy? Right. Like so you stumbled into this, but yeah. what made you want to start sharing it with other people? What made you want to start? Yeah. Uh, 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 um, because a lot of folks, they gonna keep their little million dollar they secret. They're not going <laughs> to yeah. tell you nothing. Yeah, that, and that is so true. Um, and like, for me, I've always been a sharer of information. Like I've always been a giver, right? Um, it's just like one of my gifts to share, to help, to, you know, to push people along, to motivate all those things it has always been a part of who I am. So even before I knew about government contracting, I knew about how to start a business. So I would share with people, this is how you build a business. And I learned about how to build business credit. And I would share with people, this is how I got that first, you know, couple hundred thousand to like invest in my business by leveraging business credit. Did you know you can do this? Did you know just because your, um, your credit is jacked up that you can fix it, right? Like you don't have to stay where you are right and these are things that the wealthy people are doing to they're leveraging credit and all those things so i've always shared information so um government contracting like that phenomena was just one more thing that i was like when i actually the first contract that i ever landed like mind you i, I quit a job um at 27 and this job i was making about 80 80 to 90,000 a year. Um, and this is like with overtime and all this other stuff, uh, working 40 hour and more work weeks, right? Um, so I quit that job to, to build a business. And initially my business was only bringing in maybe 20, 30,000 a year or less, right? So I'm just like, okay, well, I'm upside down. Do I have to go back to work? And so, um, and so basically, uh, so I was trying to figure out um, how to do that. When I found about government contracts, I landed my first $70,000 contract and it was for 28 days of work. And so I was just like, what? <laughs> like I was working 40 hours work weeks, having kids missing out on first steps, having to take them to childcare, missing out on first words, working overtime, not having time to do anything for 90,000. And here's 28 days of work for 70,000. So I almost replaced <laughs> in way less time what I was, you know, what I had sacrificed, I almost replaced that income, right? And so I'm just like, why don't we know this? Why don't we, why don't they share this information? I was just like, I was just, I, 
I had that aha moment just like when I first discovered Christopher Columbus. That whole little thing about Christopher Columbus discovering America was a lie. It was another like what type of thing. And so I was just like, I'm going to be the person that tells everybody. I'm going to, I'm going to let y'all know this is a trillion dollar secret. They have buckets of money for us and we need to go get it. But most people, they, they hear the information and they don't really understand how real that is. Like so yesterday I was walking down the street and I decided to you know go live on my Facebook because I wanted to do I spy a government contract to kind of bring it like to show people exactly opportunities that we drive by and we walk by all the time. So I was walking down the street and I see a bus stop, right? I'm like a government contractor, like a small business built that bus stop. And then you know, you know how they have the advertising display boards? Well, a communications firm, public relations firm and a graphic design contractor, these are small businesses, they built that and they enclosed that there. And then I saw the street signs and I'm like, well, they have government contracts for street signs. Like I know people personally who have million dollar, billion dollar companies um, because of government contracts, just providing the, the street signs. And then I was walking down the street and I look, I'm looking at the grass, right? And it's unkept. And I'm like, there's landscaping companies Companies that get government contracts just to keep the grass. And I'm looking at the windows on the post office and I'm like, there's glazing, small business glazers that get contracts to put in the windows. And then not even beyond that, there's there's janitorial companies they have contracts for to do the power washing of these windows. So we walk by million dollars opportunities every day, but most people don't see it. It's like your eyes is wide shut. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like it's, your eyes is wide shut. And so I'm here because I want to shed light on opportunities. Like I like I'm getting it. And like you said, most people have the crab in a bucket mentality. Yeah. Um, they want to keep these secrets to themselves and keep it. But guess what? It's so much money on the table. We're talking about multiple trillions of dollars across federal, state, and local city. That's too, I can't get all that by myself. Absolutely. I'm not a blazer. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just like, I want to share that information with black businesses because it matters. We've been struggling way too long working for Uncle Sam, like trying to payday to payday, passing down debt to our kids when there's opportunities for us to change the very narrative. And so when you're when you're uh, engaged and involved and you have you care about the black community, well, it's going to take some money to get us out of that. And small businesses like we have so much power um, when it comes to government contracting, when it comes to corporate contracting, all that cash flow, like we can literally do things like buy our blocks back. We can literally be philanthropists in our communities and we can literally change our circumstances. And it starts with one, right? So it's like the more people I can empower, look, <laughs> you just sat back like, what? The more people I can empower with this information, the more like we're likely to actually begin to change our circumstances, you know, one business at a time. Because small businesses, it's all about small businesses and the SBA, the Small Business Act, the Small Business Administration, they know the power of small businesses, which is why they have this here in the first place. Wow. Wow. My mind <laughs> is blown right now. Yes. Oh my God. Like, I don't even know what to say. That is so incredible. I didn't listen when they say you don't know what you don't know no yeah you really don't and yeah that's yeah. incredible i definitely we're going to have a conversation offline about that because <laughs> there is so much you know oh my goodness so how how has it been for you navigating this environment right because i feel like and maybe i'm wrong but is is government contracting a very male dominated 
uh, industry yeah. or field? Mm -hmm. uh, how are yeah. you dealing with so many different yeah. uh, male energies or whatever? And especially as a yeah. woman, a black yeah. woman, like yeah. how how is that for you and how are you overcoming some of that? Yeah, so the, so the thing about it is, yes, it's definitely um, dominated by men, which is the reason why they also have a set aside budget specifically for woman owned businesses. Right. So it's just yeah. like you, as a woman, you know, you can dip double dip in both pots as a minority and as a woman. Right. So there's contracts for women. There's contracts for minorities. And, you, and if you're disadvantaged as a business, there's a contract for you because of that status as well. And so, like, it has been um, I mean, the you know, the men, you know, they they're actually um, welcoming right to women who get involved in government contracts. Especially, we have women glazers. We have women construction firms that are getting government contracts, like women who are getting into the trades who have contracts like it's amazing. Women who do like construction management. We have a lot more women um, communication firms that are getting involved, public relations firms like photographers like myself um, that are getting involved in government contracting. Um, and so it's just like, you know, it's not like a, a competitive thing. Like you don't find yourself competing with men because they have to use you. <laughs> like if a, if a male owned business um, got like a, a billion dollar contract, they have to use 5% of that contract for a woman. So it's just like, you know, they, they need us. <laughs> so, wow. Yeah. Yeah. And that it probably secures their ability because now when those questions are asked, they know they have a good contractor. They know they can check all the dots. So that means yeah. they can take on that billion dollar contract. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That's, that's awesome. Oh my goodness. So you talked about, you know, these, these ideas that, you know, especially in the black community we have about ourselves. Um, yeah. and you know, being in California, I, f I feel like you probably see a lot of different, um, lifestyles playing out. Right. And yeah. lifestyles are based on choices and ideas about yourself. Yeah. So what I'm wondering is, you know, what is the resistance that you get as you are working with different people? Um, yeah. what, what are yeah. you encountering? Because yeah. now you're, you're working with business owners who are yeah. where you used to be, right? They haven't yeah. had their Christopher Columbus moment. They moment. haven't had their Absolutely. government contract moment. They yeah. haven't they haven't seen it. And so now they're like, okay, I trust yeah. her. She seems really trustworthy. Yeah. I'm going I'm to I'm 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 yeah. hire you to help me. Or, or right. you know, what are you encountering during this yeah. process, though? Just what I encounter is that people don't really understand how big this could be for them. Um, a lot of times I encounter that people don't even understand, like, um, like how to invest in themselves and how investing in yourself is actually going to help you build and grow your business. And I understand um, because I was there before when I had a broke mentality and I was a small business owner. The reason why um, I was stuck at 20,000 and 30,000, you know, a year revenues is because I did not invest in the tools and the team in order to build capacity to take my business to the next level. And so I remember very clearly when I would go to like the small business week events and there'll be like all these vendors, right? Vendors like um, MailChimp, like all these other companies that have tools like uh, that's going to help small business owners basically grow their business. And I'll be like, well, I don't need an email campaign. I don't need CRMs. I you know, I'm going to everything manual, right? Because when you're when you're a small business, this is some of the things that I encounter. You think the more money you keep, the more money you'll have. But guess what? It's completely backwards. So everything that we even learned about money is completely wrong. Money is currency. It's supposed to flow. So really, it's the more money you give or invest 
the more money you will receive. And it's just like, once I understood that, the very first time I invested um, into my business, uh, I think it was like a couple thousand, like I literally made about 30,000 back from that $2,000 investment. And I was like, the more money you spend on your business, the more money you make. And so here's the thing, when it comes to like teaching people, of course, how to how to build million dollar companies with government contracts, because that's one thing you learn and you can do this forever. We have people that are landing a quarter of million dollar contracts, like and on and on and on and on, right? Like, Thank you so much for listening to Empower You Podcast. I just want to interrupt you for a second to tell you about a brand new podcast that's on the Creative Podcast Network. So the Guru Guide to Podcast is my latest project. And this podcast is dedicated strictly to the business podcasters, the CEOs who are looking to save more time on social media, the the conscious business owners who understand that they can't get the same results out of their business if they're spending all of their time on social media and that they need to be speaking to more of their ideal clients and build a community around their offer, around their services, around their expertise. If you are a business owner, a coach, a consultant, service provider who's looking to create a profitable business podcast that increases your revenue and decreases the amount of time you'll need to spend on social media, you need to click the link in the show notes and listen to the Guru Guide to Podcasting. I can't wait for you to check it out. I'll see you there large contract for the first time right and but if you don't if you don't see the power of like this is not going to be for free like i'm I'm not going to be able to teach you this like step by step and show you how to do this for free you have to be willing to make an investment if i showed you how to do it for free um then i'm cheating you out of giving to receive that thing that that transaction right but most people are so stuck on the more i keep i'm going to keep my little coins and and figure it out and, and I'm just gonna figure it out on my own, right? So now you have time that a whole bunch of years that go by <laughs> because you thought you were keeping money, but really you were losing out on the opportunity to make a million dollars a year, <laughs> right? So it's just wow. like you lost. And so that is one of the biggest hurdles is just trying to see, get people to see the bigger picture. Um, and especially black and brown, like um, businesses like, get you to see like you have to invest in tools and knowledge to help you get there faster because you don't want to become a millionaire 30 years from now 30 years from now you may have like 10 years left right you want to enjoy life right where you are like right now right so if i can show you how to do that in the next six to 12 months then you're it's worth investing so you buy your time back and not only do you buy your time back now you can buy the lifestyle that you aspire to that you've been dreaming about and it's not going to take you 30 years or maybe never to get it you can get it much faster when you have the right strategy and so that's one of the biggest things that i that i encounter just like the mindset trying to help people see the big picture Hey, this is a real thing. It's not like playing a lottery. (laughs) You play the lottery, um, you're one in a couple million, right, chance of winning, right? But you invest in your business, you have a 50-50 chance. So can you bet on you? Are you going to do the work? If you do the work, you will get the results. Absolutely. I 1000% agree with that. If you do the work, (laughs) you'll get the results. And it might take a second and you got to hang out and hang in there but yeah. you'll get the results that is that is absolutely awesome yeah. so you you mainly work with women um is there a reason you don't work with men is there a, oh, a, I do. a, a level <laughs> i okay, do work do? with men okay. i work with men so, but just primarily um women has have been the you know initially i wanted to empower women which the reason why i've named my business she's she's got goals because i wanted to empower women
it. And then the men were like, well, what about us? Right. So absolutely. <laughs> we want to make money too. So, um, so I did start working with men and then also like my husband, he's like my, uh, my partner. So we got the, he's got goals too type of, um, you know, consultant firm. So we work hand in hand, but I do also help. I, I coach men and teach them like money is money. Like it's the same system for women. It's the same system for men on how to get government contracts. So we do work with both women and men. It's just that you see a lot more women investing in themselves um, than men for some reason. So, so why is that? Do, why do you feel like men, um, you know, are, are so limited in their thinking or in their, in their, uh, understanding that you feel like they don't feel like they're worth investing in? Do you feel like men feel like they, they have too much pride to admit that they need help in areas? Yeah. What kind of expectations do you think yeah. are causing some of this? Because I know this is true in the self-development world too, you know, an Empower You podcast is a mentorship podcast, right? You know, but yeah. mentorship allows you to develop yourself, right? And so it is yeah. self-development, you know, and so there's only what, 10% of men in the, in the, in the self-development space for some reason. Yeah. yeah. So why do you think that is that 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 men have such a hard time investing in themselves and and, and ultimately getting to where they want to be? Well, I would just say just from the, you know, the men that I've like encountered and, and have known over the years is just like one, um, they think they can do it all themselves. Men, like a lot of men, and this may not be true for all men, but men think they know it all already. Like, what can you teach me that I, I don't already know, right? Especially learning from a woman. Like, what can you teach me? Like, you know what I'm saying? So it's just like, men think they already know it all. And then also, um, you know, uh, I guess that there's this thing that men are supposed to be the breadwinner. And the only thing that we've been, that they've been taught growing up is the breadwinner goes out and work <laughs> a traditional mm -hmm. job. So you're not taught that, you know, how to really think outside the box, outside of that, or and, and, and try to figure out like, well, who can I pay to show me how to do it faster, right? So that I can get results faster to provide for my family faster and stuff like that. You, you don't think that way. So um, I don't really know the answer to that, you know, but I know that um, here lately, I've, I've seen a lot of, um, it, there's an awakening happening, you know, um, with young men like yourselves, who are creating, you know, creating wealth through podcasts, men are waking up, you know, they're waking up and you're seeing a lot more um, men that are out there um, advantageous. It's like learning how to generate wealth and building wealth and having wealth discussions and having like uh, mastermind groups about wealth and all different types of investments and things. So they, they are, they have come around because before like this whole conversation about wealth building um, and, and things was dominated by women. Like we've been having this conversation for a long time about leveraging um, life insurance to generate wealth and like all of these different wealth strategies that we've learned, right? And so now men are like, they're starting to have these conversations as well. So you see it, see it a lot more than it was like 10 years ago, you know, where it just wasn't happening. So I feel a little bit played right now, I'll, I'll be honest. <laughs> so ladies have been having these conversations in yep. secret behind our back for forever in secret <laughs> i guess so i well i guess it is in secret no yeah but no we had like women have been having these conversations um i think it was probably about maybe about 12 or or or, or longer years ago like i was in a um when i began to see life through a different lens like um i had encounter like i had learned about this this woman's group type of thing where they would have conversations about wealth right and how it really works and how I grew up was like you save your money right and 
eventually you hope, you know, that you'll get wealthy that way. But it's like, all of that is like, you'll never get wealthy saving money. You have to learn things like how to make your money grow. And so we will have conversations about um, how there's different types of like um, life insurance policies that you, that the wealthy people do, they get right to pass down generational wealth policies that you can actually leverage and use while you're alive and, you know, borrow from to become your own bank and things of that nature and how there's bank accounts where um, you put money in certain type of bank accounts and they pay you, they pay you compound interest. So just like the credit card companies um, compound the interest on you and you end up paying more than the the value of the credit card, right, in return, well, there's bank accounts that pay you that way as individuals. And so we started having these conversations about how to position yourself and how credit really works. And because I, I remember I could not care less about a creditor coming after me. And literally, it, in my broke mindset back then, I was just like, get in line with the rest of them. You know, when a creditor would call me, oh, oh we go, we go do this, we go do, oh, get in line with the rest of them. I know I owe you. I ain't got no money, right? But what I learned was that Broke credit can be fixed. And then when you fix your credit, you can leverage it to generate wealth, like by getting lines of credit, not to go shopping, right? But to invest in things like real estate, that's going to make money, right? But to invest in things, you know, like um, gold bars and gold coins, that's going to increase in assets. So we started thinking about and having conversations about wealth. And I'm like, wow, like I've been broke all my life and I never knew that you can do this things. Like I didn't, I didn't know I can own land. Like I, we started buying land, you know, doing those things. Like I didn't know we can buy land this cheap, like under, I think I bought like 10 acres of land. It was under $5,000. Like I didn't know I could ever do that. I would, I would have never in a million years dreamt that that would be me. I would have never in a million. So you have these wealth conversations and it's like one of the greatest books I think that, 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 that was ever written for me was um, Robert Kiyosaki. Um, what was it called? Like the Rich Dad, uh, Poor Dad. Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And it is so true. This, These are the things that rich fathers and rich families talk about with their kids. What we talk about is put it on railway, right? that type of thing. Like save it up, go pay your tithes. We don't talk about, here's the life insurance policy that I've had, that I've, it's a million dollar policy that I have for you. Okay, what I want you to do is cash it in and get another, you know, take 20% and invest the rest in another million dollar policy for your kids or whatever. These are million dollar policies, right? That if something happened to you, your house is paid for, your kids are inheriting things and then you're passing down the riches, right? So it's just like most most African-Americans, we're thinking about policies to bury people. Well, a $10,000 policy is gonna just bury somebody. But what do you do for your family? How do you leverage that, right? To, to generate wealth <laughs> and, and that you can become your own banker and all that stuff. And so, yeah, so those are the conversations that we started having without the men. <laughs> wow. Yes. Wow. <laughs> this is so very, very interesting. Oh my goodness. And so I think about this and I'm like, okay, so you're not having these conversations or at least you weren't having these kind of conversations with men because men don't want to reveal that they didn't know before they talked to you. Right. I would say, yeah, I would say, okay. yeah, but also, um, but also like for, for most of us like that, that were married, like men were like, they dominate the money. Like, you know what I'm saying? They're like, oh, let me go do this. They'll, they'll go blow money on, you know, riding around, going out to eat. But then you're like, here, I want to invest in fixing my credit for the longer picture. They didn't, you know, men didn't see the longer term 
picture, right? So it's just like, yeah. So I mean, it wasn't intentional, but yeah, that that's the reason why um, you know women can get together and have these conversations and, and produce something really amazing. But like I said, now men are starting to wake up. I see a lot more men having these very same conversations. Mm. I see. And so when you're saying this, like I grew up thinking, you know, if a man don't work, don't let him eat. Right. That was the, that was the big thing around the house. Like, so you're yeah. always supposed to be working and everything, which is fine. I don't think that there's anything wrong with working, but I do think yeah. that working looks a lot of different ways. And I grew up thinking working meant, you know, you need to have two and three jobs, which I had you need to work, yeah. you know, 60 to 80 hours a week, which I did. You know, you need to be doing all these different things because eventually, you know, once you save out X amount of money, you don't want to take out. No, you you don't want you want to buy everything cash like that. That's how we do, you know, blah, blah. And there, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I'm just saying yeah. that as I've gotten older, I'm like, first of all, there's too many life situations for me to just wait on the cash to arrive. Yeah. Um, one. And then also, this is an unsustainable pace to work at. Because yeah. I may be able to do this at 25, but at 45, yeah. I don't think I'm yeah. able to do this. At 55, yeah. at 65, you know, my yeah, dad's finally retired now. And I, it, it, it is a breath of relief for me because at 60 years old, my dad was still working 16 hours a week. I mean, 16 yeah. hours a day. It's hard. Yeah. It's, it's just it. like, it's I don't hard. want to be doing that. And, and you know, like, that's like, it's, it's one of the hardest things because it's just like, it's like the norm, you know. It's like mm-hmm. you're born it's into socially a world. acceptable. It's socially, and it's and it, you're told that what the American dream is is to get it, you know, go to school, get student loans, and then get a job, and hopefully your job is in the industry that you got an education in, um, and then work really, really, really hard to save your money, and hopefully buy a house and you know have a mortgage for thirty years, and then you die in debt. Like that is a life that's never really lived, and and a lot of us live that way a lot of people live that way you know but it's just like if you knew that there was another way like these are the other ways like you can make more money and have your time freedom well how do you do that well these are the things that we should be learning in school because a lot of the stuff that they teach in school even today is just like it's outdated like the the education system was built and designed to create slaves and for me now that you know i see things differently I see like the school, the school system, like the jobs, employee employments, even though we do need people that that's employee, like it's just, it's slavery. It really is. It's like, cause you're living pay, you're living paycheck to paycheck. And so, um, I feel like the, um, you know, the education system, um, is designed to create people that struggle so that and if you notice this, it's the people that struggle, struggle to make ends meet that the banks actually win off because you have bank fees, right? Um, it costs you more to be poor because your interest, your credit is going to be bad. Your interest rate is going to be up. If you don't have the money, you have to figure out how to come up with the money. And now you're robbing Peter to pay Paul. It's just like everybody else wins off you when you're poor, right? So it's just like everything that we were taught was wrong. So you have to figure out, well, how do you do it differently? And, and, it's, and if you really, really think about it, it's, excuse me, <laughs> it's 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 those people that um that were high school dropouts like some of the greatest people in the world didn't even finish high school like some mm-hmm. of the most profound like leaders 
didn't even finish high school. They probably didn't even have a middle school education, but they, they're multi-billionaires, right? It's because they weren't all the way indoctrinated into what everybody else, you know, have, have gone through this system. It's like an assembly line, but you do this system and you're going to think the same. Yeah. And now you're going to be taxed. And, and then there's the, you know, the, just the expectations of how you have to be as a man you know you're supposed yeah. to be this and a successful man looks like this or or a hard-working man looks like this or a good man does that or or and yeah. there's all these different reasons why you should be staying in these particular lines right whether yeah. it's yeah. working 16 hours yeah. a day or whether it's you know pursuing some education and getting all these crazy student loans also that you can be acceptable also that you can like be viewed as valuable which kind of kind of reinforces like a lot of the at least to me i think it reinforces a lot of the um falsehoods about manhood and what it means to be a man or a good man or anything like that you know and i think a lot of guys especially uh, uh men of color yeah. because you don't even get as much access to information that that those those ideas are even more damaging yeah. Because now, not only do you have this this indoctrination, but you even have less tools to actually even successfully carry it out. Yeah. You know, and so you know you're you're constantly in this hamster wheel of just trying to keep your head above water, yeah. which I think is is to me, you know, that's what I see. I see a lot of, I see a lot of ego and a lot of survivalism. Yeah. Um, yeah. In, in in men, especially the, the the guys that I know, and it's just. It's kind of sad, man. It's it, I I I don't want to leave it that way. Yeah. That's why you know I started this entire series. It's just because I don't I want there to be a better conversation about men. I'm so tired of hearing about insecure men or high value men. Or I'm like, what do all these terms really mean? Yeah. Value is an objective term, you know. And so you know, depending on what you decide to, what ideologies that you subscribe to that's what's going to determine how valuable you are to your prospective mate you know and a lot of times none of that is even talked about if you don't want a guy who goes to church who does it what does it matter whether your dude goes to church or not if you don't want a dude who works really hard what does it mean you could be a high value because you don't work a lot you know that could you know what i mean so that all of those terms are so subjective and i feel like men are constantly trying to keep up with this image that we're supposed to have and i think it yeah. is just trash personally <laughs> <laughs> yeah no i think you're right for sure so so you know obviously you know you have a son what do you what do you what's one of the things that you want to um what's one of the things you want him to have as he could, gets older uh, as, as far as who he is or or an expectation that you may have for him what is an expectation you want him to have or you want him to to live under to live under um so for me just like just knowing that um you know in our culture right you 18 you grown that's that's how that's how we grew up it's like you 18 you were grown and i see a lot of people pushing their kids out to the streets as soon as they turn 18 not even realizing that that's still a child <laughs> you know that's a kid they're not even ready what tools in these 18 years what they're they've been in school so what tools have we gave them to survive and so for me i want my children to know that um the sky's the limit and that they don't have to rush out into the world right 
and there's a lot more knowledge than what you just learned in those schools and um you know to apply yourself like you have to be um uh you know you have to be a student of success like you have to study people who who have had success and look at their the journeys and the things that they know and just know that think outside the box like the the world does not end um a, like the, the extent of your world is not just what's in your zip code and what's in your neighborhood like when you travel the globe it opens your mind to see you can live anywhere there's other types of life that like there's a whole lot more to the world than just what we see every day and so our, my expectation is really for my kids to embrace uh you know the the journey the things that i've learned the things that i'm empowering them to you know and leaving for them like the legacy um but also like to take the information that I'm leaving um, and that I'm sharing with them and just take it to the next level. Cause you know, you never, there's, you're never fully grown, right? Like there's, there's always room for growth. There's always more information and there's always something else that you don't know, but at least just know that, um, you know, you don't have to, you don't have to do your American dream could be defined by you. Like, what does that look like? What do you, how do you want to live your life? And just, if your life, if you, if you say, I want to go build a castle, well, you can do that. So set the goal and work backwards. How are we going to get to that castle? Build a roadmap for yourself and anything in life is achievable and attainable and you can do it. Right. So I want my kids to, uh, to know that, uh, there is no limits to take the limits off and don't let society define who you are or what what's possible for you. Yeah. That's so good. That is so good to take the limits off. Like who gave you those limits, right? Who set those ceilings and expectations? That's just, that's just huge. So y'all who are listening, this is Karwana D. She is a government contracts expert, uh, mom, a masterful uh, mompreneur, CEO. You know, how do people get in in touch with you if they want to explore different government contracting um yeah. for young people who are mm-hmm. you know 17 18 maybe 19 years old yeah. they're like yo i decided not to go to school because i'm gonna start this little company um i really don't know what i'm doing but i know i ain't trying to go to school and learn all you know what do they need to do what, what yeah. are some steps they need to take there, there's definitely um there's there's some there's some 18 year olds in fact there's some 16 year olds who have contracting businesses selling to the government right now in fact um, there's a young man named Wesley Ross um, who landed a multi-million dollar contract during the pandemic. He was 16 years old, um, selling masks and hand sanitizers to the government. So they literally buy everything. And so, like, you know, if 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 success, like if success looks like dollars to you <laughs> and money and the business, all that stuff, like you can definitely position yourself no matter how young you are. Um, but I would say the the very one of the best places to start is to learn and to understand what this is in the first place. So you'll know exactly how to position yourself. So I have a, um, a five-day challenge at the end of every month. Um, so uh, if you go to govconchallenge.com, actually, you'll during that five days, you actually learn how to become pre-qualified um, as a government contractor. So you'll learn exactly what you need to have as far as your business, exactly how to leverage your socioeconomic disadvantages to get ahead, like being black owned, being disadvantaged owned, being a local business, like all those things and how much money is out there for you. And then you'll also learn how to basically unlock multiple streams of income and millions of millions of dollars in potential revenues for yourself um, just by going through that five day challenge. Like that knowledge is so, so very powerful. Um, and so I would say join join the challenge um, is govconchallenge.com. That's the, that's the best place to start. Yeah. 
Wow. I will have all this information in the show notes for you guys because I am sure you're going to want to be like, all right, well, she made it sound like the, the smartest thing to do. So I'm going to just go ahead and click this link. So um, that all of that information will be in the show notes. Um, you guys can go ahead and, 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 and follow Miss Carwana D. Uh, because she gives out a lot of really great information. Um, and obviously, as you can tell, you know, she is an absolute expert in her field. Um, so really quick. Well, actually, it don't have to be quick. But at the end of every episode, um, we we ask our guests to leave us with a thought exercise. And so while you're thinking about that, um, and a thought exercise could be anything, right? Like a poem you read or a book that you like or just something that you really um, mm-hmm. want to uh, leave with the audience. Uh, sure. Before we go to the thought exercise, I want to ask you just one more question. So aside from being a mom and a con- an incredible consultant, business owner, um, what is it that you wish people knew about you or that you wish people would ask you about? <laughs> That's a really good question. So let me see. Um, I, I mean, what, what do I wish that people knew about me that they don't? I mean, most people already know. Like, if they've been following me, they know that I'm, you know, I'm really passionate about helping people. Um, and I'm sincere about helping people. Um, and what I wish I, they knew about me was just more of, like, you know, where I came from. I mean, I, I wish people would know that. Um, you know, that I'm just like them. I'm no different from a regular person who decided not to live, you know, the norm, like not to be a part of the American dream that was given to me, but to create my own um, so that they they too can know that they can design the life that they want to live as well. So um, that's pretty much it. Like, but as far as like um, lasting impressions, like last words that I want to share, um, so I, there's a favorite a, a favorite quote of mine by Tony Gaskin, Gaskin, and it, and it says, um, "If you don't build your dreams, someone else will hire you to help them build theirs." And when I actually first saw that quote and heard it, like it really, really resonated with me because I realized um, for the first few years of you know adulthood. I was actually working for someone helping them build their dreams. But yet all of the dreams that I had growing up as a kid was deferred because I wanted to help somebody else build their dream. Not even knowing. It's not that I wanted to. It's just like I just thought I'm supposed to work. And, and in working, that's what I'm doing. I'm helping someone else build their dreams. But one of the quotes that I actually designed is like, um, and, and this is something that I actually live by, live life by design and not by default. So I made it a commitment mm. to myself to do that, to design the life that I want to live, right? Whatever that looks like. Um, so now instead of living by default and doing things that we're told to do and living the way we're supposed, you know, that they say we're supposed to, like, I actually can, you know, write out my vision board and live and design the life, um, you know, that I want to live and actually put my action, um, action steps into place so that I can accomplish those things. And so that's what I want to encourage and empower people to do. Like, you don't have to, um, just because you have bad credit. Right. That doesn't mean that you have to continue to have bad credit. If you aspire to have a one credit, well, live the life, live life by design. Right. Put that on your vision board that you want to fix your credit so that you can whatever it is that you want to do by leveraging that credit. Or maybe you just want to have it good. Right. But you you get to choose. Right. But at the end of the day, let's just say the average person lives to 100. What is your story? 
Is your story just, I woke up every day to go work hard? Like you have to be, you have to care so much about the story that you leave behind because somebody is watching and somebody is following you and somebody is actually going to inherit the habits that you had, right? And so what is your story? So you have to learn to, you know, just kind of, does the, create a story that somebody's going to be proud of and create a story that tells history, that tells your history, not history that's been told to us, right? We, we have the power to change history in our household. And, you know, they say church starts at home, right? The first church is at home. So you, you have to start yeah. with your family. Wow. That's so good. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Live life by design and not by default. Listen, that is absolutely incredible. And that is a, a, um, a great principle to, to establish in every big decision you want to make. You know, is this because I want this or is this because I just feel like I'm supposed to do this or because this seems appropriate? You know, you know, like, just like, like, like literally sometimes I, I drive down a street and you can see people who don't have like, who are not, who don't have that principle, right? It's like, I created that principle. So it's like, there's, you can, but you can actually see people who live by default. They're just like on the street, alcoholics, on drugs, like just, you just wake up every day to like, there are people in my community that wake up every single day to go stand on the corner for 12 hours. What? Like you living by, this is like you're living by default, like, cause you don't know any better, right? So you got to live on purpose. What is your purpose? And, and unfortunately, a lot of people don't know what their purpose is. They just live by what they've seen and think that's the way to go. And they really, they don't know any better. It's like, that's, that's life to them. That's the extent of their life. But, um, you know, on a, and I'm gonna say this before I go, cause I have like some clients <laughs> that I'm going to be coaching every, every, every minutes, but this conversation is so good. I'm like, I'm like, but, um, you know, you know, on a tombstone, I, I heard this in, in, um, in a message once before in church on a tombstone, you know, you have, you have the, the year that you were born and there's a dash before the year that you pass away, right? That dash is your lifeline. So it's just like, what are you doing with your dash, right? That's your whole entire story. How small that, that that's your whole entire story. And there are literally people who will live an entire life and never live at all, right? So what are you going to do with your dash? Wow. Oh my God. Y'all listen, thank you so much. I, I, I am just blown away right now. I really appreciate you coming by. Uh, we will definitely have all this information for Miss Carwana D in the show notes. Oh my gosh. You are incredible. You are <laughs> absolutely you. incredible. Thank, thank you. you for sharing with us. Sure. Thanks for having me. To all of you all who are listening. Thank you. Um, and uh, we'll talk to you guys a little bit later. Peace. Thanks for listening to Empower You Podcast. Don't forget to rate and review this episode because we would love to hear your takeaways from this discussion. And it helps us reach more listeners just like you. If you'd like daily audio video clips from the podcast, you can find Empower You Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you soon.